What up, guys? Let's break down some Monday Night Football, shall we? So tonight, we've got the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens are 7-5, and five, Browns 9-3. and three. And believe it or not, the Ravens are actually three-point road favorites in this game. The over-under is 45. So you'd have to imagine right off the bat that Kevin Stefanski, if they were ever short of motivation, he's got some because, hey, we just went into Tennessee, beat the brakes off the Titans. I know the score got close later, but for all for all you know, real realistic purposes, beat the brakes off of the Tennessee Titans. And then we come home. This team is seven and five. They are three point favorites in our house. Like that's a that's a pretty easy sell to your players. And I think that even if they're not you know short on motivation, so to speak, I think that that will be a motivating factor that the coach will and should use, in my opinion. So. Uh, something that to monitor in this game right off the bat, can either of these teams stop the other's running game? Because Baltimore last week ran for almost 300 yards against the Cowboys. And over the last three weeks, they lead the NFL in rush yards, 184 per game. We've seen a lot of J.K. Dobbins lately. Um, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even say a lot, but we've seen a very effective when he's been given chances and when he didn't miss a game with COVID, we've seen a really effective runner in J.K. Dobbins. He is almost like a young, more a little bit more explosive version of Mark Ingram, to be honest. That's kind of what he looks like to me. So Cleveland, let's talk about their run defense. They are eighth against the run this season. They allow just 104 yards a game. And over the last three weeks, they've pretty much been right on par with that. They're, they're 11th best, but they're still only allowing about 103 yards a game in that time. So last week against Tennessee, of course, a lot of this had to do with game flow, but they only allowed 62 yards on the ground. So I don't care what the game flow is. If you do that in Tennessee against the Titans and Derrick Henry, uh, you know, that's impressive. So that's going to be something in interesting to monitor is can Baltimore just run the ball all over Cleveland? Because if they can, this thing could get ugly. You know, I mean, it really could. As far as the Browns off offensive rushing attack, they are averaging the fourth most rush yards a game over the last three weeks, over, over 154 per game. And they are third on the season, averaging almost 158 per game. So they have been able to consistently run the football. There really hasn't been, you know, many games where they're just, you know, not able to do so. And Baltimore on the defensive side has shown some vulnerability against the run. I mean, see the New England Patriots game, right? So despite them being the 13th best run defense on the season, um, they, you know, like I said, they have had moments where they look vulnerable. And I think that even in the first game between these two teams where Baltimore blew them away, Cleveland ran the ball effectively. They, they really did. So I think um, watching Baltimore last week against Dallas, they, they looked vulnerable for parts of it, but they only ended up giving up 111 yards. So it wasn't like they were thrashed by any means, but they, they do, they do and they have looked vulnerable against the uh, run game. So over, uh, over the last three weeks, by the way, they're 22nd, just 22nd against the run, allowing up about 117 yards a game. So it's not like they're getting lit up, you know, and they're still good up front, but they're not necessarily a great matchup to defend this Cleveland rushing offense. And another thing I think is a huge factor in this game, just like any game, is which of these quarterbacks will play better. I mean, a lot of times, if your quarterback plays better than the opposing quarterback, you're going to win. You know, and that, and that really... I'm not talking about just the empty calorie statistics. I'm talking about the, you know, like who's turning the ball over, who's not turning it over, who's taking sacks. Like Patrick Mahomes did all this stuff yesterday and it just didn't matter. But let's just exclude him from this example. But like in large part, you're going to want your quarterback to not take sacks as much as possible. 
and also to not turn the ball over. So Baker Mayfield has been statistically a bit boomer bust for, uh, lately, but one consistency with Baker lately has been in the last six games, he's taking care of the football. He's thrown just one interception and he's lost two fumbles. So three turnovers in six games, you know, one every other game, that will do it because at the end of a 16 game season, if that's your pace, that means you have eight combined turnovers. You'd pretty much leave the NFL if, if you were able to sustain that. And in that time over the last six games, he's completing 65% of his passes, uh, averaging about 225 yards a game, 8.6 yards per pass attempt, which is awesome. And 11 touchdowns. And like I said, just one interception. In those six games, he's been sacked just six times, so one every 26 pass attempts, which is a phenomenal ratio. And if you guys haven't been paying much attention to what Cleveland's doing offensively, they don't allow much pressure on Baker. He is one of the absolute fewest pressured or least pressured quarterback in the NFL. And uh, this new rebuilt young and veteran mix of offensive linemen have really done a great job there in, in Cleveland. And I think a lot of that also has to do with their coach, Kevin Stefanski, and just how he utilizes all of those pieces. And, and um, you know, everybody deserves credit there from the front office to the coach and, and then the players for executing. But um, but obviously that's going to be important. Can they can they protect Baker against Baltimore and can Baker continue to limit the turnovers because Baker doesn't have to he's he's thrown for less than 200 yards a few times this year and they've won uh, on multiple times in those types of situations so he doesn't have to throw a bunch for a bunch of yards but he's got to take care of the ball get the ball out and uh, just make good decisions and keep the chains moving and of course last week Baker was much more than just a game manager he completed 76 percent of his passes in Tennessee 334 yards average over 10 yards per attempt and threw four touchdowns to no interceptions. So obviously that was a very impressive showing for Baker, his best game of the year, in my opinion, even though that Cincinnati game is a very close second, if not, you know, maybe swap them, I guess, whatever. But against Tennessee in that moment, to me, that was the most impressive performance of Baker's uh, season, maybe of his career, definitely of his career, actually. So let's look at Lamar real quick. Lamar has been solid lately. He's completing almost 70% of his passes over the last five games. Um, but he's where I'm really interested in Lamar is he's picking it up as a runner more. So over the first five games, he averaged just 48 yards a game on the ground. I say just because this is Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, but over the last six games, he's averaging about 72 yards per game. So, you know, that's a 25-yard increase basically on the ground alone. So um, in the last three of the last four games, he's completed 70% or better on his pass attempts. And he's, um, you know, he's been turning it over a little bit, but I think that those are a little bit skewed because last week he turned the ball over once. It wasn't a huge deal. He's had some issues with that this season, much more so than last year. But all in all, I'm not overly concerned that Lamar is like a turnover machine or anything. Um, Baltimore, as I mentioned, they're coming into Cleveland tonight as the favorites, right? Despite losing four of their last six games. And Cleveland has won four straight games and won six of seven. Cleveland went into Tennessee last week and beat the brakes off the Titans. Baltimore, just a couple weeks ago, lost to the Tennessee Titans in Baltimore. So I know that's not, you know, to say that, well, that's how, that's the extent of this evaluation or this breakdown. But I'm just saying, for Cleveland, you must feel at least a little bit disrespected to be the underdogs at home. But a lot of that, a lot of the reason why they're the underdogs has to do with the fact that Baltimore beat the breaks off the Cleveland Browns 38 to 6, but that was all the way back in week one. So essentially, guys, that's about three months ago with a first time uh, head coach in Cleveland, which obviously Stefanski's done a great job, but 
his very first game, he goes to Baltimore and just gets trounced. And everybody's like, wow, this is not going to end up well. But like I said, in that game, Cleveland was able to run the ball. It's just that Baker wasn't able to do much through the air. Lamar in that game had his best game of the season, 20 of 25, so 80% completion percentage, 275 yards, which is his most. So the 80% completion percentage is his highest completion percentage of the season. The 275 pass yards are his most of the season. The 11 yards per attempt were his most of the season. The three touchdown passes he threw were his most of the season. And he also had zero interceptions, zero fumbles. So Lamar clearly had a... uh, had a day against Cleveland in that first game. In that first game, Baker Mayfield, as I mentioned, he struggled. He was he completed his uh, season low completion percentage, he, and at fifty three point nine percent, he had less than two hundred yards. He had four point nine yards per pass attempt. Again, a season low and just one touchdown to one interception. So, um, last week the Baltimore Ravens, and this is something that's somewhat concerning to me, and it really has been off and on all season long. Baltimore struggled to get pressure on Andy Dalton last week when they didn't blitz, right? And they didn't really get a ton of pressure on him in any case. But um, I mentioned earlier, the Browns are protecting Baker Mayfield. Baker, in the last five games, has been pressured on just uh, 14.7% of his dropbacks, right? That's that's very good. That would be most likely tops in the league. Um, he's been pressured just 19 times, so that's less than four times per game. Baltimore on the season is generating the 14th most pressure by percentage uh, of passes of opponent passes and they are also 14th in sacks so they're getting there but lately the the pass rush and i know some of this has to do with injuries and such but lately they have not been able to get as much pressure on opposing quarterbacks um, when you look at the how are the browns going to pressure the baltimore ravens well lamar jackson is a guy that's actually been pressured really all season long a decent amount but He's been pressured quite a bit in the last six games. He's been sacked 12 times to a game. I mean, that's that's not crazy, but that's a that's a high number. And uh, pressure on, on almost 23% of his dropbacks. So when you think of the Cleveland Browns, you don't necessarily look at them and think, oh, they're you know, a ferocious front seven that can get after the quarterback. But over their last... Uh, six games they they have the they have uh, 16 sacks you know so it's almost three a game and they're they're 12th on the season in sacks with 30 uh, tied for 12th but when you look at them they don't they aren't a team that gets a ton of pressure consistently but what they are is a team that and I've touched on this many times in in several podcasts this season but when you've got blue chip caliber players up front you don't have to generate a ton of you know it's obviously better to generate a ton of pressure uh, but you don't have to generate a ton of pressure and you'll still get sacks. So your your ratio of pressures converted to sacks is going to be much higher because you have guys with the athleticism and the, the ability to finish the play and get a sack on the quarterback. Like you got a guy like Miles Garrett, for example, he's pretty much fits that bill. So, you know, that's something to me is very important. And uh, I think that even if they don't pressure Lamar consistently, I mean, you you know, you've got uh, Miles Garrett will be a factor in this game. So Cleveland, um, this is something I found interesting. They they have the they're one of the better tackling teams in the National Football League. They're tied for fifth with the Patriots, uh, so good company there with the fewest missed tackles um, in the NFL this season with just sixty seven. Baltimore, on the other hand, and this is the reason I'm bringing this up is because we're talking about you know who can stop the run more effectively in this game. Baltimore has the third most missed tackles. They've missed 100 tackles in 12 games. So obviously not a number that you're going to want to want to uh, translate into this game. Uh, and, um, you know, 
the Cleveland Browns, they've got Nick Chubb is one of the most elusive backs in the NFL, and they've got Kareem Hunt, who isn't too shabby himself. So both of these running attacks are going to be very um, critical to, to the success of their team's offenses and really all the way through. All right. So to recap, just some key points in this and it kind of I'm going to basically recap some key areas and then I'm going to sort of justify why I feel the way I feel about who I'm predicting this game. So Baker Mayfield has not been getting pressured or turning the football over. Baltimore is struggling to get pressure without blitzing and they're they're really not turning the ball over. They have the 25th most interceptions this season. And that number increased because they actually got at least one last week against Andy Dalton. So they have not shown the ability to take the football away, which is crazy because last year they were doing it all the time, it felt like. Uh, Baltimore has, at times, like I mentioned, they've shown vulnerability against the run. Like the perfect example for that would be the New England Patriot game. Cleveland is the third best run game in the National Football League, guys. That They are a serious running attack, and Stefanski is awesome, right? He's just really a good play caller. He's able to uh, mix things up. I like what he does in terms of he doesn't just come out and, and run the ball on first down the first play of the game. That's not always how he plays it. Sometimes he'll do that, and then sometimes he will start the game with play action, get Baker Mayfield outside the pocket, things like that. He, he likes to pass early to set up the run. And when you have a reputation in week 14 at this point of a team that wants to run the hell out of the football, it's good to come out and pass early because that's the natural leverage, right? You have that leverage where they're going to be, all right, we can't let Cleveland run the ball. So they're going to be, you know, pushed up against that line of scrimmage. And then you, you take advantage of those scenarios to pass. You don't want to get in a situation where you try to run early, you get stuffed, and then you have to pass when they know you're passing. That's the formula of a bad day at the office for an offense. And that's just really goes for any offense. Like if you want to run the football, you should pass to set up the run at least sometimes, right? You can't do it all the time because then they're not going to respect it, but you have to have that balance. You have to have the ability to pass and Baker Mayfield with what he's shown really lately, but you know, specifically last week against the Titans, you have to be very careful with uh, how you, you know, the respect you show him as a passer because he's been able to not turn the ball over lately. Like I said, 11 touchdowns, the one pick in the last six games. I mean, I, I know some of those games he had zero touchdown passes and, uh, you know, the, the touchdown number is skewed by the um, Cincinnati game and the Titans game, but the dude is not turning the ball over. You know, and that's that's a big deal. So if he sustains that and the Browns can run the ball, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to lose this game or for Baltimore to win it, I should say. Lamar is a guy that's being sacked and pressured a lot lately. Cleveland is getting to the quarterback, at least as of late. They're not a great front, right? But they are getting pressure late. I think if I had to say, is the Cleveland Browns defense trending up or down? I would definitely say they're trending up, right? And um, another thing, I'm uh, Cleveland is, I can't stress this enough, guys. They are the home underdogs in a stadium that actually allows some fans in. So I think this team is ready to fight back against the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are seriously, um, I think we're still underestimating Cleveland. And, and Vegas is showing me this because I didn't think we were. But And I actually, before I really dove into this game, I was easily going to pick the Ravens. I just felt like, all right, Baltimore's starting to play better. Baltimore has to win this game to kind of show that they are uh, or to make the playoffs in general, right, and show that they're contenders as well. But lately, the Cleveland Browns are averaging the fifth most points per game, 30 points a game over the last three games. I think they're ready to show that they're not, that they should not be the home underdogs in this game. I think they're ready to fight back and punch the big bully 
division rival Baltimore Ravens in the mouth. I think the Cleveland Browns win this game 30 to 24. I mean, look, I totally understand picking Baltimore. You know, they're a great team, and I could totally see this game shaking out to where it's Baltimore is letting us know that they're about to make a run. You know, I definitely can see that. And I actually, like I mentioned, I felt that way. But the more I think about it, the more I think in 2020, we're not thinking about the 2019 Ravens right now because this is week 14, 2020 season, right? The more I think about this Browns team and what they've shown to be over the course of this season, and of course, they're 6-1 and one in their last seven games, they're a team that I think we're all underestimating them. And I think that we need to stop, you know, kind of, holding on to what the Browns have been in years past and dragging down our perception of them. I think we need to realize that maybe, just maybe, this team is really, really good. And maybe they're, you know, obviously they're playoff caliber, but I think that they're even a team that could find themselves in the AFC championship game. You know, I really believe that. Now, what's the weak point of this Browns defense if you had to say they have a weak point? It would be, well, they don't get consistent pressure on the quarterback, but they do get sacked, so I'm not really too concerned about that. But where where they're a little weak is just the secondary. Well, the Baltimore Ravens, they're not going to, you know, just pass the ball on you like crazy. They don't want to they don't want to get in that type type of uh, they're not the Kansas City Chiefs is what I'm getting at here. I'm not that's no shot at Lamar. He's a great quarterback, but I think what they want to do is run the football. And like I mentioned, Cleveland is the ninth best run defense in the NFL. Like they they are actually, for the most part, pretty good against the run. So they've got some big guys up front there. What I'm looking at and kind of what I'm saying here is I think the Cleveland Browns match up well against Baltimore. I really do. I think they match up well. I think that Baker's going to continue to not turn the ball over by all evidence that we have. I think it's reasonable to expect Baker to continue to take care of the football. And Baltimore is not able to generate pressure enough with their without blitzing. And I think that's why they blitz so much. And also in this game, if you're blitzing this team a lot, Stefanski's going to have some some counter punches dialed up to to um, you know get some some of his playmakers the ball in space. And I think some screens, some you know kind of uh, just plays to take advantage of that aggressive Baltimore defense will happen. I think the the Browns win this game. Like I said, uh, 30 to 24, that would be the over, which I kind of feel comfortable with. Um, but, you know, I guess I, I could see this game being like 16 to 13 as well. But I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns to win. I'm taking the over. That's what I've got. You can troll me if I'm wrong, but that's what I'm going with. All right. Anyways, guys, I appreciate you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with who knows what, but I'll be back tomorrow with some podcasts for you. All right. Later.